Big thanks to DeShazer Ryan Realty for sponsoring our E3 coverage this year. Let's start talking about Ubisoft, Matt. Uh, kick things off with Rainbow Six Extraction, formerly called Rainbow Six Quarantine. Um, I think the first thing I would say is that I was pleasantly surprised by this game. I really, I had seen a lot of leaked gameplay from people playing the beta, and I don't know, it just didn't seem like it had a lot of spark to it. And mm-hmm. I'll be honest, I wasn't even really clear on what it was based on those leaks. Um, but now it's pretty clear. It's like a, it's a Left for Dead clone in an age of Left for Dead clones. And I would argue mm-hmm. that this one seems to be more ambitious than even Back for Blood, which is built by a lot of the people who worked on Left for Dead. Uh, what were your impressions of Extraction? Um, I mean, it's more involved than I expected it to be because like, what we'd seen before kind of made it look like a sort of a quick and dirty, maybe free-to-play zombie game like so many yeah. other things are. Uh, it felt like it had, had a lot to it, like a full-fledged game. It felt like you know, it might function as a pretty good companion piece to Siege or The Division um, if you're into that kind of thing, uh, it's probably not a thing I will play. I mean, Ubisoft needed a zombies franchise, right? Yeah, like it was the only <laughs> it's thing. Like it was the missing. only thing they weren't publishing at this point, and everybody yeah. else has one. It's uh, yeah. It's, I mean, I, it's it just feel it just reminds me of so many other things at once. It borrows a little bit uh, from a lot of different. That there's even like you know having digested a bit. There's even some par- uh, some uh, prototype. In there, yeah, actually, you're um, right. There is a prototype in there. I'd even forgotten about that. And the outfits, I don't, I don't, I don't like to bring this up, but the out, their their outfits with the yellow and black remind me of Haze. Yeah, um, it just feels like somebody put a whole bunch of concept art in a blender and came out with a zombie game. Yeah, um, and called it Resident uh, Resident Evil, called it Rainbow Six Extract, yeah, Rainbow Six. Yeah, I mean, um, I still. I still think they probably were better off maybe launching a new IP instead of attaching it to Rainbow Six. I but. still don't think that's true because that just make, would make it even feel even more generic. At least this way you have the built-in sort of attachment to the Siege characters, even if we don't know who any of them are. Yeah. Um, they're doing Right now they're doing a, a whole backs, backs behind-the-scenes thing of how they made the new Siege operator they introduced in this thing, mm-hmm. which, like, clearly people care. They do. Like I mean, doing, Siege is huge. Like they're doing a whole thing here where they had like uh, like a, a woman from the actual tribe that the uh, that the characters from the Thunderbirds mm-hmm. from, and like advise how to get everything right and all this. Stuff. So clearly, this is a big concern. Like who these people are in this game is a big deal to someone. Yeah. Um, the whole goo mechanic in the game yeah. very interesting. Sir, that's something I've never seen in another game. Mm-hmm. I mean, other than something like mario sunshine or yeah, something. not that kind of thing i mean yeah it, it does seem to function somewhat like the creep in uh starcraft yeah where, like once you once it covers an area the zerg have advantages and stuff yeah um but in terms of a game like that like i can't recall yeah something like, it, it's very slick how it's yeah and it feels too. it feels like a next-gen feature just in the sense of how it you know it morphs things and, and changes it feels like you it's it's a nice you know high-tech thing to do. It sounds like it could change every run, which, yeah. with games like this, pretty important. Yeah. Uh, but it does have kind of like you play but through knowing a section. But knowing you be the inspiration was Splatoon. It may be. It may be. <laughs> You're right. But it does play kind of like Left 4 Dead. You fight through a certain section. You get to a safe house where you restock. Mm-hmm. Um, you're collecting bio samples as you play. Mm-hmm. And then you use that science and to actually build out your tech yeah. to help sort of improve that, your that's weapons. Very, that's very XCOM. Yeah. Um, it, you're right, though. I mean, it borrows a little something from, like, yeah. everything. I mean, sometimes that's all you need. You know, the synthesis of a bunch of good ideas from other places, sometimes that's all you need to get something to catch fire. I don't know if this is that. Yeah. Um, but you never know. Like, it's, you know, weirder things have happened. That's for sure. <laughs> I mean, that's for sure. Um, next up, Rocksmith Plus. Just kind of a 
Next evolution of Rocksmith. Not a lot to talk about there. No. Um, if I you mean, like it's cool rock- that that's continuing to go on. You know, it's yeah. like every all the others. Have, I mean, I know Rock Band Four still puts out DLC all the time, but like, yep. You know, when was the last time you hooked hooked up your plastic guitar to anything? Yeah. Um, I actually got I, I, I talked with with uh, someone about like doing like a rock band party or something, and I was like, I don't know if I even I think I have like one guitar left. I got rid of a lot. I of I still that have stuff. everything. So if you need it, I might need to borrow some stuff. Hit me up. Me, yeah. I would like to come if, if oh, you're yeah. cool with me showing yeah. up at your party. <laughs> I uh, I haven't played rock band in a long time, yeah, and I know I, I would still. Enjoy I do it. still have the Aeon drums. Oh yeah, um, that full. Electronic I just have drum the kit. drums that came with it. I don't have. I have, nice I have that whole thing. I've only used them like twice because when I got them, I lived in an apartment, and I realized that that drum pedal goes right through the floor and the person below me was like what are you doing (laughs) (laughs) you know what i never got complaints about that we have carpeting in our apartment though that's right yeah i have hardwood and like i I tried it with like a like a mat and like it just no it was just it was all she could hear was bang 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 (laughs) i'm like okay i'll just stick to the the guitar and the and the keyboard (laughs) uh next up riders republic another game that i would say i was pleasantly surprised by i didn't expect a lot from the game before the press conference like extraction is sort of like i don't want to play this but like i respect what it's after yeah you know like i'm like oh wow that's a lot of cool ideas in there like i know it would bore me after an hour but like would it though because yeah it would (laughs) i played steep i I know i played the crew showed snowboarding mountain biking wingsuits jetpacks paramotors, yeah. skiing, I, and rocket bikes. Yeah, I just don't care. It's You couldn't racing. even get through all those in an hour. It's just racing. Yeah. Just, I need something else to do. I need conflict that isn't just, like, be there first. Yeah. Um, and the thing that appeals to me about stuff like Forza is the cars. I like cars. Mm-hmm. I don't care about bikes. I don't care about wingsuits. I don't care about snowboards. I'm not, I, I have never been inter- interested in, in the nitty-gritty of any of that stuff. Um, I like Tony Hawk because it's a platformer, not because it's skateboarding. Yeah. Um, that's just not a theme that appeals to me. Uh, which is I fu- do like the theme, but my bigger concerns are that most games like this, that jam together a bunch of sports. Right. A lot of the sports are really freaking simple or they're just yeah. not polished. Well, and as someone who does like cars and boats and planes, I thought that was exactly what was, went wrong with Crew 2. Yeah. Also from um, Ubisoft. Also from Ubisoft. Also pretty much the same idea yeah. when you come down to it. It is, yeah. Sort of um, the design of the game is very similar. And you end up with sort of this thing that just feels scattered. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know what to do next, so I'm just going to turn it off and do something that's a little <laughs> more guided, I guess. You know, like, like there's a yeah. I, mean, I love open world stuff, but there's a point at which it just becomes either overwhelming or, like, paralyzing. Like, yeah. It's just like, okay, I don't know what to do next, so I'm just going to – I'm just going to – play mario for a while and this is like because because yeah. in that game i go right <laughs> and I, I know what i'm doing next you yeah know? it's uh sometimes i don't want you know you make a lot of decisions in life i don't i don't have to decide which race to go to next just send me to somewhere yeah that's what those games that's what these big open crazy ubisoft games need is a randomized button just like <laughs> pick, just randomly pick something, something i haven't done yet and send me there <laughs> just go just tell uh. me what to do now, we'll say this, like maybe my skepticism is a little misplaced because it seemed like in Steep they did do a pretty good job with all the various disciplines. Yeah. Um, I didn't play it a ton, but what I did play, I was pretty impressed with. Yeah, I mean, I only played like the early stuff on that, but like, it felt, I mean, from what I understand as someone who has never been snowboarding and has seen snow twice in his life. It, <laughs> That's uh, so bizarre to think it about. Seemed, it seemed very authentic to yeah. me, you know, as yeah. someone who doesn't know anything about that. I felt It felt fine. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I've gotten into snow. You know, SSX3 is still my favorite snowboarding game of all time. But uh, 
this tricky for me. But. That's fine. I mean, tricky is also great. Yeah. It's like, you know, I can see it's a kind of it's kind of a head-to-head race between those two things. Yeah. SSX3 for me because it simulates being on a mountain, that big thing, which I guess would not be as enticing or appealing to someone who has actually done that. Right. Um, so, you know, t- tricky is more of a fantasy thing for yeah, someone yeah. who's actually snowboarded. For me, the fantasy is, oh, I'm on a snowboard. Yeah. <laughs> I, I Being able to hear Run DMC the whole time I'm playing didn't yeah, hurt either. Yeah, I mean, that, that is, <laughs> There's just something about it. Like, I was also very good at it. I think that, yeah. in a lot, for most people, that helps people yeah, I, really enjoy I get the, the, the tactile synergy of tricky being someone's favorite. For me, it was, it was three. I could see that, too. Um, it but, was really uh, the first open world snowboarding yeah, game. Yeah. yeah. Really innovative. Uh, it was way better time. than Amped. Way um, better than Amped. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's not even a comparison. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, the sure. first game that almost got me killed for being a games journalist. Oh yeah, yeah. Amped snowboarding. <laughs> Literally, people wanted to where kill the, me. Where the real death threats began. I could yeah, exactly. I could never understand how people could care so much about that game. It was because it was an Xbox exclusive. But it, how could there even be fanboys for Xbox at that point? It had just launched. Because there were people who always hated Sony and were looking for something to jump on. Isn't that onto. crazy, I though, how so. quickly people took up that oh, yeah. mantle? Yeah. All really they bizarre. wanted was something that wasn't Sony. Yeah. It's bizarre. It, or Nintendo, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then they ripped through, like, Rainbow Six Siege. It's coming to Stadia um, with cross, crossplay. Crossplay and cross progression. Yep. They showed an animated short for that. Then they showed Aiden Pierce from yeah, Watch The animated Dogs. short was introducing Thunderbird, the new character. Yeah. So. Yep. Uh, then uh, they showed Aiden Pierce from Watch Dogs showing up in the crew, too. Which... <laughs> <laughs> Makes perfect sense. Sure. It makes no sense. Have uh, we, have we, have we like, come around three, like 180 on that where people like Aiden Pierce all of a sudden? Isn't he like the worst video game protagonist of an entire generation like, of most people? Like, I thought we hated Aiden Pierce. He's like I, a blank page of paper. Like, that was the whole point of <laughs> Watch Dogs 2 getting completely away from him and I that know. tone and everything. Like, Aiden Pierce shows up for like half a mission in Watch Dogs 2 and you never even see him. It's just mentioned that he was there at right. one point. Yeah. And it's just like, we just didn't want to talk, you know, him and his iconic hat. You know, you remember that? Yeah. Remember they, yeah. they tried to like, right. it, it was the pre-order for the big, it's like you can get his iconic hat. I'm like, the iconic hat of the character that isn't is a game that hasn't come out yet that no one knows what it's going to yeah. be. Like, and the guy, even before that, he looked so uninteresting. Oh, yeah. And he was uninteresting. Also like, if it turns out. He's, he that character in that game, he's wrong. Like yeah. what he does is wrong. Yeah. Like there's nothing good about what he does in that game. <laughs> he's a terrible they're, person. They're bringing him back, Cal. He's a terrible person and the game doesn't seem to realize it. <laughs> Uh, next up, they showed Assassin's Creed Valhalla DLC um, and announced that they're supporting this game through 2022. Yeah. Is that a smart move, Matt? Uh, it sounds like it's the smart move if you have no other Assassin's Creed game until the end of 2022. Or it sounds like any other open world game. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what else. Yasaki got another Immortals Far coming. Cry, and after that. Far Cry is, I mean, Far Cry will definitely have support. Yeah. Uh, and then that's kind of it. Yeah. Like, that's, you know. They, they, they got to make this stuff last. I don't think they have a lot for the beginning of 2022. They don't. Um, do Ghost games Recon need, seems to be hibernating. Do so. games need to last this long? Like, I don't know. I think Valhalla lasts long enough as Right. It is. I mean, the base game is already gigantic. Do we yeah. need, like, two more years of supporting the game? Like, how many people do you think are going to come along for that ride? I don't know. I, 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 I do know that, like, you know, like having – I have completed uh, Origin and Odyssey – Hundred percent. Me too. Well, not hundred percent, but hundred percent. All DLC, the whole thing. Like you know, I I have everything in those games, achievement wise. Mm-hmm. And you play the DLC, like you know, especially the second DLC for for or, uh, Odyssey, and like the most basic achievements are like. 
five percent of gamers have unlocked this. So like you're saying like you're saying like to me, and this that's is five percent. And this oh, is not like, the, like yeah, started it. Yeah, and it's yeah. like it's not like people like you know, it's not like oh finished the the DLC or like although the percentage stays pretty pretty solid through the whole thing. So it, it seems like five percent between five and between five and ten percent of people who played the game on the platform actually played the DLC. And most of the people who do, judging by the percentages of the achievements, most of the people that start the DLC do finish it. Because yeah. they, they stay about the same. But, like, sometimes you get this stuff that is just like, oh, no one played this. Like, in com- certainly in comparison to the rest of the game. You think about the work that goes into it. Like, well, my also guess you think, is... Also, you think about how many people bought the season pass version and just never loaded up the DLC. Yep. And they still got your money for that. Yeah, so maybe true. they don't care. Yeah. Um, maybe the devs care because, like, their hard work doesn't get seen by anybody. But Ubisoft got the money already, so they don't care if you play it or not. Now, sometimes I can understand it. Like, if you don't have another similar game launching yeah. in the near future, like, I get kind of get it for Valhalla, but... yeah. Man, I do go back to Valhalla. That's a lot of work for five percent of your audience. Yeah, I do. I mean, I do go back to Valhalla. I mean, if it didn't make if it didn't make financial sense, they wouldn't do it. Right? Yeah, that's true. But uh, I go back to Valhalla pretty regularly, but partly because it's like an easy, mindless game to just jump yeah. back into and watch a listen to a podcast or watch a YouTube video or something while I'm doing it. And I don't, yep. I, you know, I just turn the subtitles on. Don't really need to listen to it. Um, hack up some people, invade some stuff, ram a ship into a building, and call it a day. <laughs> you know, I was like. It's, <laughs> You know, it's, it is kind of a thing I I continuously play for over the course of you know I'm sure over the course of two years I guess you yeah know, why not Every, there's always going to be some kind of low period or doldrums where there's nothing coming out and that's when I tend to go back and finish those Assassin's Creed games I still haven't finished <laughs> I did that like for, anymore there's always something new worth playing like no, I wouldn't say so I hardly ever go back and play stuff anymore I go back and play stuff all the time so yeah I know you do yeah all the time uh, I'm glad you do. I even went back. Because you provide a different element to our coverage that I don't. Yeah, I even so. went back and finished Unity. Yeah. When they updated that for the FPS boost, I'm like, yeah. oh, I'll see what that looks like at 60 frames. Cool. I, I finished it. I never finished it before. Yeah. Because it was too broken to play back when it came out. Yep. Uh, from there, they went into their TV shows, and the really they just really focused on the film Werewolves Within. Um, which will probably be a piece of crap, but it didn't look terrible in the stuff that they showed. It took me it took me a minute to figure out that that was supposed to be a movie and not like like a skit for the right. game intro. Yeah. I was I was like, oh, this this is a you're this actually a saying thing. it's a movie. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I get, you. I hear you. Um, and then they went into Far Cry Six, and really all they showed was just a cinematic. Yeah, that's all it was. Yeah, but they did show kind of a tenet of the game, which is, as you said, part of the struggle of the game is figuring out if the young boy is going to become, follow his father and become Mm -hmm. a dictator or he's going to join sort of the resistance. Yeah, like they're focusing, you know, there's always a focus on villain stuff in uh, in Far Cry and like, yeah, there's been sort of what they are. And this one seems to be kind of examining, okay, so he, you know, uh, Giancarlo Esposito's character, Anton, um, he, his father is the one who took over the country and he became the tyrannical leader succeeding his father and now his son has to choose you know so basically you're seeing the creation of a new villain or not you know like yeah. they're kind of exploring what would turn someone into that because they've never really done that my guess is that he does not become a villain because then they would probably have to make another game where he's the villain and that's really mm-hmm. not the mo of far cry or that makes another that would make sense for your weirdo Spinoff. Spinoff is like <laughs> an true. alternate universe where Diego goes goes supervillain yeah. and, you know, who knows what happens. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. I, I like New Dawn. I thought it was the weakest of the spinoffs. I think those spinoffs work better when you go completely 
just bat disconnected yeah. from you know do something entirely unrelated to the those numbered off game. the reservation. Yeah, um, it's just uh, we'll see. I mean, obviously that's a that's a, a ways out. Yeah. Uh, and judging by the villain th- thing they have with the season pass, like maybe they're doing that already. In the you know the DLC for Far Cry Five also was pretty weird. Um, you know the Mars thing. And yeah, the, all this. That's yeah. right. Yeah, I forgot about that. So. Yeah. Uh, so they're not a, they're not against giving it to you you know early on. So then that villains villains DLC certainly looks yeah the season weird, pass stuff where enough. you play as a classic villains that was pretty cool yeah. But otherwise, I would it's this is a rare case of an E three showing not really budging my my hype level for a game at all. No, I mean, like it far... didn't make me more excited and it didn't make me less excited. No, I mean it's Far Cry Six. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm 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 no excited quantity. to see Giancarlo Esposito do. Sinister things, yeah, like I would be in anything. Um, but uh, I hope he got some. Uh, I hope he got some payment for having that peloton in the background of his interview with Jeff <laughs> Keighley and that Summer Games Fest thing. That was some good product placement there. I'd be interested to see how this is tracking for Ubisoft. To be honest with you, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, um, I mean, it's Far Cry is probably going to do just fine. Yeah, when, when I'm it just hits, saying, like but... with pre-orders and stuff. Like, I just don't feel like it's one of those settings that just right out of the gate when you see it is really compelling or exciting. No. Um, I mean, I don't know. Like, we'll see. Do uh, people care about Cuba? I mean, I don't mean, like, the people of Cuba or whatever, right. but, like... I don't know. I mean, it's, I mean, it's not Cuba. Right, um, but it is. They're doing, the, they're doing the usual thing where it's just like, oh, we're not trying to make a political... Set. Like, then why are you recreating Cuba? <laughs> One of the biggest Fucking political own hot it, rods. people. What the hell is wrong yeah, with you? It's like, the lightning so rod for politics right now. Yeah, it's bizarre. Um, or, like, what was the, the... What was the thing with the... The thing with the, the lightning tornadoes and stuff like, like the, the 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 game I was at the summer games fest I want to say but I can't remember what it was it was like uh, there were lightning tornadoes they're adding to this thing and it's like it's like a climate change like involved. I said I didn't watch it I was busy um, getting ready for this stuff honestly um, hang on I just talked about it with somebody um, but it was like another thing where it's like oh you're leaning a lightning tornado. Battlefield 2042. That's what oh, it was. Oh. Uh, where they was like, oh, lightning, because it's supposed to be climate change and like, all this stuff's going on. And they're like, oh, well, it's, you know, it's not a political thing. Um, you know, we, we, we don't want to say it's a political thing. We're not just, just, I'm like, well, then why are you using climate change <laughs> yeah. and the lack of care about it as, like, one of your core gameplay elements? Yeah. Like, you can't have it both ways. You can't, like, per- you know, you can't portray the genocide and then say you were not talking about the genocide. Like, yeah. it's not a thing. Um, I wish these companies would just like own what they're doing with these things. Yeah, I mean, um, one thing I would say about Far Cry is it doesn't really tend to matter that much what the setting is. No, it's, I mean, once this... you get into the game, because they're big games and like the story elements aren't as prevalent as no, they lead as the you, to will you to believe. Like, that's, yeah, you know, you'll you'll see Anton like three times in the game, and that's the first time. And yeah, you see him, like halfway through, and then yeah, I feel there. like we do this every time with Far Cry. And then we play it, and we're like, "Wait a minute! There's hardly any I mean, there's story in here." In this. <laughs> I'm interested in the city. You know, the, the the city is is there. You know, the the Havana equivalent is yeah. there, and there's never been a city in a Far Cry game before, yeah. so that's cool. Yeah, um, we'll kind of see what what that turns into. And there's a little more like hiding in plain sight stuff with like you can you know you can holster your gun, holster your gun, and like use papers to get in and out instead of sneaking in and out. Like you don't a, have to kill everybody. Ninja, all the yeah, time. yeah, there's more to it than that, and like yeah. there's, there's like sabotage stuff where you, yeah. you know, aren't necessarily being. I'm excited for it about the yeah. same. Way I'm always excited about a Far Cry. Right, game. like I'm always in for a Far Cry game. <laughs> yeah. Like it's it's not, but it just doesn't really move the needle one way or the other. Agreed. Uh, next up, what we thought was going to be the finisher, Mario plus Rabbids Two, Sparks of Hope, uh, not coming until 2022. 
Uh, they said that there are new action elements to it, but mm. I'll be honest, I didn't see any of that stuff in the trailer that they I showed. I mean, I, I think like the it looks like maybe the bombs they threw were like counting down in real time. So like you had to get to the you know because you had like, an amount of time. Before. Yeah, you had like a big circle that the character That's what could they were move talking in, about. and like it looked like you had to get to it and throw it before it. <laughs> Those blew were up the or new action elements. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it, moving around in the in the uh, the open area like in between battles seemed like it had maybe had more to it. I don't know. I yeah. think we might see more of it at uh, the treehouse. Yeah, I think maybe, they're gonna probably demo it a lot on yeah. the, the Nintendo streams. There might be some timing stuff for the attacks and things like you know Paper That'd Mario be cool. style. I would like, be in with, yeah. be down with that for sure. Uh, cool trailer though, set in the yeah. Mario Galaxy universe, quote unquote, um, which is probably my favorite Mario universe to be honest yeah. with you, other than the straight up Mushroom Kingdom. Um, so I'm cool with that. I'm a big Mario Galaxy fan. Uh, so it's cool that they found kind of a different angle on it. Uh, but I think I will have to wait to see some gameplay to start forming really an opinion on it. Again, it was a game that I enjoyed, but I never finished the first mm-hmm. one. And I feel like I did in a lot of ways play it because it was one of the only kind of big games yeah. for Switch at launch. It'll be also there's a novelty to it of like, oh wow, Ubisoft crossing over with Nintendo. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see if that holds now that the installed yeah. base is gigantic and people have a lot more options. There's a lot more games available for it now. Um, but what they showed, I thought looked pretty good. I mean, graphically, it looked real yeah. good. So. Especially if it comes out in the same window as like Breath of the Wild too. Yep. Yep. Um, and then the last thing they showed, the one last thing for Ubisoft was Avatar. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had not shown really anything from this game. In fact, they had not really shown anything from the film. This mm-hmm. is the first look we've really seen at like any of like the creatures or the settings for the next mm-hmm. Avatar film. Yeah, um, we and talked it looks about like this, this during it, our live reaction. And it but... appears that this, you know, we don't know what the next Avatar. I mean, the next Avatar film is rumored to take a place underwater to a large degree. So this may not even be necessarily related. It's just like right. they made, a, they made a, it. It could game be an extension of extension. Yeah, you know, it's a big planet to play on, so they yeah. could you know do whatever they wanted. Really, are you excited for the film, Matt? No, I am. <laughs> No. I am excited for it. I have no interest in Avatar. I, uh, I mean, I'll go see it because it's the big thing. But mm-hmm. like, I'm always, you know, never bet against James Cameron. It's sort of the the watchword in in Hollywood, especially after Avatar and Titanic. Yeah. Um, but I didn't. I thought Avatar was a bad movie. Um, I enjoyed be- it. Beautiful. I mean, a really yeah. co- a really cool theme park ride. But I think it's notable that it was the number one movie in the world for in in history for a long time. And I think it is again because they re released it to rebeat Endgame because that's how petty <laughs> that's how petty Jim Cameron is. Um, that's funny. But uh, it's I think it's notable that that was the number one movie of all time for quite some time, and nobody talks about You're it. You're right. Yeah. Nobody references it. No one quotes it. No one talks about. Oh, that's like an Avatar where that happened because it's the most generic nothing story with zero. I have to do the thing where it's like, it's like, okay, name a character from Avatar. Yeah, who knows? It's hard. Yeah, the main guy's Jake. I remember that. His name mm-hmm. is Jake Sully. Uh, but that's man. I mainly know that because I asked this question. What's the name of the gruff like military? Sergeant I have no idea. Who gets in the mech knife fight? I don't know. I remember. <laughs> I I refer to them by their 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 actor names most of the time. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm glad he he's it back. It has been a long. Time like he's I back apparently. Him forever. Somehow, oh, what? He's in it, huh? Yeah, I don't know. Okay, he's in it. So Gurney Weaver's in it. Like everybody's coming back, even they're, whether they're dead or not. So we'll see what happens. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Yeah, everybody wants to be in. And look, the people who watch Avatar probably want to see those characters sure. return. So I mean, there's no going to be no shortage. They already shot two of them. Yeah, and they're working on four and five. So yeah. Now checking out the game, the trailer that they showed didn't really. I am kind of clueless on what I mean. It looks it appears to be an open world action yeah, adventure. Yeah, open world action thing. I mean, I think from a, a couple of quick cuts, they cut to like a first. Pro- I I feel like your template here is Far Cry, um, like running through the jungle and sliding around and doing stuff like that. 
Um, Looks like you can. You have air mounts. Yeah, jumping on a banshee yeah. and flying around on that thing. Um, sure. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it doesn't look bad. Still bizarre that that's the first look we've seen at this stuff. It's and I, you know, Cameron has full control over all that stuff. Right. So this this yeah. had to be at least partially his call. So yeah. he he is confident enough in this game that he thought that was an acceptable way to sort of reintroduce Avatar to the world because. I'm sure we're going to see a whole lot more Avatar between yeah. now and the end of next year when it comes out in December. Yep. Um, but this is a this is the first shot across the bow, and I'm that this must be a real strong partnership between him and, and Ubisoft if that's what's happening here. Game looks pretty good. Yeah, like technically it does. Technically, sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, I did play the first game a fair amount. I didn't. I didn't make it, it too far. <laughs> I'll be I honest. didn't dislike it, but it was very generic. Meh. Yeah, it's, it's, it was your typical licensed game yeah. where it didn't have like a lot of like creative spark to it. Yeah. It was like, okay, we've got this stuff in here, we've got the plot right, we got the sign off from the big guy, mm-hmm. off it goes. It just remember Ubisoft's King Kong game. Oh yeah, <laughs> I saw I saw a couple you know, that got brought up recently. Oh, really? I saw a couple people say that that was one of the greatest movie games ever made, <laughs> and I'm like, what? planet well, are you on? I will on? say this. The bar is pretty low, but still, that game was awful. It was Most terrible. people just played it because of the easy achievements. Yeah, it was easy. You got yeah. all the achievements just by playing through it. Yeah. It was very boring. Yep. Watch um, game. Okay. We're going to take some questions from you guys if you have any questions about the Ubisoft press conference. But before, while you're putting the questions into chat, Matt and I are going to give a grade for Ubisoft. What letter grade do you give that press conference, Matt? It's like a C-. minus. Yep. That's where I'm sitting. It was like very meh. I mean, honestly, if you watched the preview that we did in 15 minutes right before this yeah. started, we pretty much had everything right that was going to be between us in and it. Vincent. We did, there were no real yeah. Between if you read Vincent's entirely too many E3 predictions article, he pretty much laid the whole thing mm. right down for Never you. Never doubt me on Beyond Good and Evil Two not showing up. <laughs> you were right. You were right. I and, will tell you when Beyond Good and Evil Two is going to show up. <laughs> and, Believe me. And now I am really starting to wonder if. It's ever going to come out. Yeah. Also, I'm wondering if Roller Champions was canceled. That's a good question. Because it It's a question no one cares about the answer to. I know. But it's, Which it's a question. Which means, like, yeah. maybe it was. Yeah. They've done a t- tons of, like, betas and stuff for that thing. I've talked mm-hmm. to people that have been in them, and they've, like, been pleasantly surprised by it. Like, they, most people I've talked to who have played it like it. Hmm. But it's such an obscure concept for a video game. Like... Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. There was if a hot second where roller derby was a thing. It was a big yeah, deal. Yeah, like late night, like basic cable yeah. TV always had roller derby on. And well, there's like there's a period where like almost every like a lot of girls I knew of the right age were, were in ro- little roller derby leagues in, yeah. in L.A. But yeah. like again, that's L.A. <laughs> that's L.A. But it's also a lot of places. Montreal had it too. Yeah. Um, but also, it's like. I think the last year really put a damper on the popularity of roller derby. Um, <laughs> a lot of things, but that's yeah. one of them. Yeah. The real uh, casualty of COVID is roller derby. Yep. <laughs> um, no battle cat, but you said that that was yeah, kind that's of way too beforehand. Out, way out there. I think that's too early. Yeah. I think the fact that all we know is the code name is an indicator that they're not ready to show that one. Yep. That's a good point. So there you We're go. We're never getting another Splinter Cell. Probably not. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that we, we need it, honestly. Like, I just think pure stealth games, just it's mm-hmm. a tough market for those games these days. Even Hitman did really well reviews-wise. It never really made a blip on the sales charts. So mm-hmm. It did sell like three times what the last one did, though. Yeah. So that's doing good. okay. It's good. That's progress. Okay, let's get to some questions if you guys have any. Um, here's one from... Oh, first of all, Vincent says... 
and this is a problem about being live while this stuff is all breaking. It says that Ubisoft's press release says that Avatar is a standalone story and not based on the mm-hmm. movie. So that's probably why he was okay with showing right. it. But I guarantee there's still some elements in yeah, there. Yeah, there's some creatures in there. Yeah. And there's stuff. some previously unseen designs in there, so clearly he's involved. Yep. Uh, let's see if we got questions. Nothing happens on Pandora without Jim's say-so. <laughs> uh, Emperor Dread is Ubi's creature. Is UB creatively exhausted, seeing a lot of a lot of staples and not a lot of invention in these games? I mean, there are those who would say that they've been creatively exhausted for the last ten years, but like, I've always liked what they've they've made. Um, I think Matt, you hit the nail on the head when you brought up like you know maybe why they're going to extend Valhalla DLC out so long is because they're taking a break on Assassin's Creed, mm -hmm. maybe to spruce it up a little bit. And, that's what I. That's what I think, and I hope so because look, Ubisoft has definitely fallen into a template. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Where it well, their tends reinvention to make... of Assassin's Creed has become the template for Assassin's Creed. You got right. you got to mix it up again. Yeah, you got to make it more. But you know, uh, the next step for Assassin's Creed is to sort of bring back the blade and the crowd idea. Yeah. And there's some of that in Valhalla, but not to the degree. You know, you, you don't have cities. But that's all we get is a little bit of it. Right. You don't have cities that were with a density that we saw in yeah. the old Assassin's Creed games. I mean, play, replaying Unity or picking up my save in Unity and finishing it, I had forgotten how many people are in Paris in that yeah. game. Like, it is really the, you, you have to fight your way through crowds at points. Mm-hmm. And, like, that is, you know, the, the the original concept of Assassin's Creed was the blade in the crowd. Yeah. It was that, that idea. That's the core concept of the um, franchise. And it would be nice to see them bring that back. I do think there is room to basically do a, do a remake of the first game. Do a reinvention of the first game. Like, you take what they've learned over the last, you know, 13 years and sort of incorporate it, sort of revamp the mythology. But also keep, like, the targets and the assassinations. Yeah, like, the go back to the, the idea yeah. of, like, planning an assassination and having the assassination be, like, a big deal. Like, yeah. be, like... You know, you're working your way up to, like, basically a heist mission. Yeah. You know, like, like you, you have to do this, and, and you can, you know, just like the first game, uh, you know, you could you could do it all the prep missions, or you could skip some prep missions and, like, maybe, maybe have fewer options when it came to the big assassination. But, like, the problem was that the, the prep missions were very boring. Uh, you know, sitting there talk, listening to the to eavesdropping, and you know, if you but if you listen to the people talking in the eavesdropping mission, you'll find out oh, there's stuff stacked behind the 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 venue, and they that'll get you up there. If you oh, who's gonna do that? Nobody would want to climb a bunch of boxes. I'm like, I will climb a bunch <laughs> of boxes. Um, but apparently, in the original design, uh, those eavesdropping things were like 15 minutes long. Oh, that's way too long. And like, you just have to sit there and listen to them <laughs> and hope you found. Basically, you have to sit there and listen to them. Um, when keeping and, it real goes wrong, yeah, and rem- and try to find in there the relevant part of the conversation, yeah. and that was sort of like supposed to be like the you know doing the work. Yeah, um, I don't want that, but like I'm just saying like like finding a way to sort of change the thing up so the assassin so maybe may, you know like in Assassin's Creed one maybe there's only eight assassinations in the right. whole in the whole game, yeah. but each assassination is a whole act like a major is event. a whole like you yeah. have to make sure this goes and like. There maybe are consequences for a messy assassination where you you know you have to be that blade in the crowd, you have to be unseen, you have to get away like a ghost, and if you aren't, there's narrative consequences, consequences for yeah. it, and the next one will be harder because they're looking out for you or like something that. like that. Like I like that idea. I think you could do that and kind of reimagine the Altair story because he did have nine targets in that game. Yeah, he did. Um, yeah. And I think you could reimagine that and kind of go that way. I, frankly, you're sort of pushing it sort of towards the old idea of Rainbow Six. Yeah. Um, planning out your moves before you and do them. Executing, yeah. Um, so I, that would be my take on an Assassin's yeah. Creed. But. but to answer your question, yeah, like 
you're right. Like they are have become I wouldn't say creatively bankrupt, but creatively mm. deficient, it yeah. seems like. Or they, at least... they found a formula that resulted in high Metacritic scores and resulted in high sales. And it's hard yeah. to it's hard blame to justify... any company for no yeah, it's sticking hard... with that. But there's an ain't broke, don't fix it thing in play. Certainly yeah. with Far Cry. Yeah. I would sure. say. Yeah. Um they feel like they can use the theater, the setting, yeah, to sell each Far Cry. Yeah, well, remain the design remains the same. Yeah, and I think that's not wrong. Like the theming of the Far Cry is more important than anything else, really, in terms of getting people interested early. Um, like Far Cry is always going to be Far Cry, um, yeah. one way. And I don't, I don't, I wouldn't want it to not be that. You know, I, yeah. I, I want it to feel. I mean, like, there are franchises where, and that's why I say sometimes, like it's better to start yeah. a new IP, like with Rainbow Six, yeah. like. To me, when someone says Rainbow Six, I think tactical shooter. I don't think like zombie shooter. Mm. I mean, they're trying to make that zombie shooter tactical. And it is. Uh, the, the question to an is, extent. yeah, the yeah. question is whether it will survive contact with the enemy, and the right. enemy is us. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we'll see. Yeah. But uh, all right, let's see if we have another one here. Um, Minority Games. Where is Beyond Good and Evil Two? Think it's canceled, Matt? Could be. Non-zero chance it doesn't even exist anymore. But we'll I see. would agree with that. Uh, Dan Boy ninety. What would Ubisoft have had to do to get more than a C minus? Beyond Good and Evil two. Yeah, <laughs> like I really. Mean, like that's, that's. I think it's just deliver something beyond expectations. Yeah, something like that. Uh, give me my dancing panda. Um, <laughs> while I don't know, while is not Ubisoft really. Yeah. But, um, Keep in mind, C isn't a bad score. It's just average. Yeah. You, if I. I don't know. I looked at it. And I'm like, was that an above average Ubisoft press conference? Yeah. No, it wasn't. Tease it was me, average. Tease me with the next Ghost Recon. Um, yeah. Bring back Hawks. I, I don't think, know. Look, they like, could have shown maybe gameplay of Avatar. Yeah. And if the gameplay were amazing and something unique and innovative, sure. Then it gets bumped up a little bit. But yeah. Or like. Uh, just a lot of known quantities. We kind of guessed everything that was going to be in it. Surprise. And over guessed. Surprise. Some Skull and Bones isn't in development hell. Here's what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of stuff they there's could do, but there's just not. It wasn't ready. This stuff wasn't. You know, you can't. You know, new Splinter Cell, new. You know, whatever. Put Splinter Cell and Hitman. Sam Fisher and Hitman. Let's go. <laughs> uh, okay, we'll take one more. This is also from Damn Boy. Uh, Jeff Keeley just tweeted to say, unless you have been approved by the ESA, um, you stream reaction to conferences is going to get flagged on Twitch and YouTube. FYI. Well, that's good because I am actually. I've actually now found. A reason behind registering for press is, as press for E3. Mm. <laughs> Maybe our streams aren't going to be taken down and our YouTube stuff is going to be taken down um, because I registered as press. But Keeley has kind of bucked E3 at this point. And so I feel like... The, oh, is, did he get flagged? Is that what I don't know if he did. He's just trying to warn everybody else. Um, I feel like he's on a little bit of a crusade, mm-hmm. to be honest with you, to make to turn people against E3. Would you agree with that? Somewhat. Like a lot uh, of his tweets are derogatory towards E3. He obviously com- created a competing event yeah. that he worked, he did in conjunction with E3 last year. And, and now this year he's broken it. away from it. Look, I love Jeff to death, but sometimes when stuff like this happens, you have to look at what would be the motivation behind the action. And I mean, I don't I think really it's pretty dis- clear in this case what Right. That would be. I don't really disagree with him. Like, I'm that not, it needs replaced or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm not thrilled. Either. I'm not thrilled by the Summer Games Fest, but I don't think that's that's the fault of him or anything. So no, I think it's just, huh? think it's just a, a largely a fault of the year we're coming out of. But like, um, 
I don't think he's wrong that we need to like stop thinking of the ESA as the only option here. Yeah, I'd agree with that too. I just think that he's he's using a little bit of subterfuge to push people yeah, he, in the direction he wants. Yeah, them to he go. should he should probably just be a little more plain spoken about it. Or but. he could just create a better event and then let I mean, the, I think let he's the on, people decide this is better. I think better, he's on the way. This. I think he's on the way to doing that. I yeah, think, I think that's his next goal. It feels like he, I think it feels like he's. I think he feels like he's got the game awards sort of locked down and what they need to be or what they're going to mm-hmm. be. And I think his next target is a June. How do I take over you know, E3? Six months. You know, he wants something every six months, and then he wants that. He wants to kind of do a game awards equivalent for to replace E3. Yeah. Um, and quite frankly, he could do it. Yeah. You know, he's he, if, if anyone can do it, he it's him. He yeah. can he can, that man can can network and market with the best of them. So uh, that's sure. where he came from. You know, he, that's he, what he, but my point is that's what he's doing. Right. He's marketing Summer Games Fest by right. tweeting stuff like this. Right. Yeah. And that's all that can really be done this year. But next yeah. year, look out. It'll be interesting to see what interesting happens. Interesting to see what, sure. what he does. Yep. And remember, like, he's very good at that. You know, that was, that was his secret back in the day was, like, everyone else was going through PR. He was going through marketing. Yeah. And marketing controls PR. It, it does. Like, there were multiple yeah. times when he went straight to marketing and marketing decided to do a thing, and PR had to cancel plans with other outlets. Yeah. Because marketing, yeah. marketing trumps PR. Yeah. Um, and that's and a lot of people hated him for that, but it was the smart move. Well, there were like, – that's, that's, that's how you win, oh, people. Yeah. For example, there were times where when I was at GT and he was at GT, he would get an exclusive for the TV show. Mm-hmm. And he'd contact me, and because sometimes he'd use the site as a sweetener. Mm-hmm. He'd be like, "Okay, well, I can get Shane on the site to give you a bunch of placement and promotion and whatnot." So he would contact me and say, "Hey, I have this exclusive on this game that we want to feature on Game Trailers TV with Jeff Keeley. What can you do for it?" And I'll be like, "Uh, I already have an exclusive lockdown for that game because I was dealing with PR. Mm-hmm. He was dealing with marketing." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so those two weren't even connecting the nope. dots with each other and talking to each other. PR so. marketing do not talk to each other a surprising amount. <clears throat> it's not as much as you would think, yeah. for sure. They don't coordinate as much as you would think no, either. No. Yep. Uh, so that's Certainly it. not back then. Yeah. Maybe it's a little more so now with social media and everything kind of being interconnected. But certainly back in the day, those are two very separate departments. Yep. It was a little weird. It is weird. Because they should work hand in hand. Yeah, you'd think. You would think. Yeah. Okay, that's it. For the first day of E3 2021, this is the only live press conference we're covering today. It's really the only big one. It actually worked out perfectly. Um, It got us into the groove of doing our E3 production and all the techniques we need with our TriCaster and all that kind of stuff. It worked out perfectly. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the broadcast. We will be back tomorrow much earlier. Um, Everything kicks off tomorrow at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, but we actually will start at 9.45 a.m. Pacific for a 15-minute pre-show before Microsoft slash Bethesda. It's going to be hard to get through everything in 15 minutes for those those two. Mm. Uh, probably the biggest press event of E3 yeah, 2021. Say, without, yeah, without any competition on that, yep. really. So we'll be back here, 9.45 a.m. Pacific tomorrow, to give you a 15-minute pre-show, live commentary over top of the press conference, and then afterwards we'll do our analysis and Q&A. And then we actually are here for two events tomorrow. Square Enix follows that at 12.15. Again, our stream will be kicking off at noon for that. We'll probably go down for a little bit before we come back up for Square Enix. Or maybe we'll just leave the stream up um, while we grab a snack or whatever because we'll we'll need a drink or something like that in between those events. But anyway, starting tomorrow at around 9.45 a.m. Pacific, uh, we will be here pretty much the entire morning and afternoon. I'm really excited. Um, E3 2021, 
in full swing. Hope you guys had fun today. I will see you guys uh, early tomorrow morning for Microsoft and Bethesda. Have yourself an awesome day.